We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And right here at his side is his trusty sidekick, Pastor <laughs> Matt Youngblood. I Clark. haven't kicked you in the side for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, who did you say you were? Uh, from Ascension Lutheran Church yeah. in picturesque South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics. So, so we, we're kind of in a bind here. The school year has started. Our, our riders are back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's, that's not good. That is good for them, but we are at a loss for good quality material right. now. So I did I did get some good material while I was on vacation up in Minnesota. Oh, great. Because uh, school hadn't started yet up there in Minnesota. Because you know, the state fair is the last week in august in minnesota so those kids they don't go to school like our kids do in the middle so they were still home so they gave me some material you ready for some minnesota fresh minnesota material i'm ready okay great nice and cool so matt matt how do you put a giraffe in a refrigerator I don't know, John. How do you put a giraffe in a refrigerator? You you open the door and you stick him in the refrigerator. It's not that hard. Okay. Question number two. How do you put an elephant in a refrigerator? Well, you, you just stick him in, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Did I blow the punchline? No, no, that's right. That's, no, but first, actually, you have to take the you have to take the giraffe oh, out first. Oh, of course, and then <laughs> of you course. put the then you put the elephant in. All right. <laughs> okay. But very good. So, so my a quick my, learner. Actually, my my daughter who told me this said that they ask these questions, and and the simplicity of a child, the children just get them right, and so you got it right. Oh, good. <laughs> the simplicity of a child. Simplicity of a child. All right. So here's final the final third okay. question. So the Lion King calls a national congress of all the animals in the world. Okay? okay. A national congress of who's the one animal that doesn't attend? I don't know, John. Who's the one animal? Well, it's the elephant. He's in the refrigerator. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. We're going to miss our writers. Oh, that was I pretty good. What, they're all back to school now. I don't know what we'll do from here on out, but we'll we'll try to do our best. Uh, so I want to do a real quick thing, and then we're going to do... What are we doing today? You want to talk about hypocrites? Well, Jesus starts calling people names. Yeah. So we're going to see why Jesus starts calling people names. Why do you keep looking at me when you say hypocrite? <laughs> What's that all about? Uh, but before we do that, just uh, there was something I forgot to emphasize when we did the whole story about uh, Peter. Remember when Jesus said to Peter, go, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, literally, he said, be a herdsman yes. to my lambs. Yeah, and after the said, resurrection, sure. Yeah, then, then, then he said, be a shepherd to my uh, uh, flock. And then finally, he said, be a herdsman to my flock. And, and the thing I don't know that I'd emphasize clearly enough is, is you see, herdsman is a good thing. If Jesus would come up to you, Matt, and say, I want you to be a herdsman of my lamb and my flock, uh, what would you say? Yeah. Yes. Sure, of yeah. course. Because that's what we are, isn't it? In fact, it occurs to me that's what we're doing in Wrestling Basics. What does a herdsman do, Matt? Well, it shepherds the, the flock. It watches off, off no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't shirt them. What? No, 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 no. That's a, that's a shepherd's job. Well, a herdsman 
Yeah, we can watch it after the herd, right? Well, he herds them. That's <laughs> he why, herds them. That's why he's called a herdsman. He he directs them places. He takes them places. That's what a herdsman does. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's why he's called a herdsman, because he herds them. And I guess he does watch over. He does protect them. But his job is to take them to the green pastures and the still waters. That's his job. Sure. And that's what we do in Wrestling of Basics. We take them to the green pastures and the still waters of of uh, uh, of, of Jesus Christ and his word, uh, Old and New Testament, because it's all his word. The shepherd, on the other hand, that's the guy who actually literally lays down his life for the sheep. That's what he does. That's what a shepherd does. And there's really only one person who has done that with any kind of consequence or significance, and that is... Sure, just Jesus. On the cross, yeah. Um, now, sometimes you're right, though. Sometimes in our earthly job as pastors, we have to play the role of a shepherd. Sometimes we are called to be the person with those that are struggling in trials. We are the only human here on earth to be there and to be of help and comfort and protection to them. But the thought I had is when Jesus said to Peter, Peter, I want you to be a shepherd, a shepherd, uh, which is the term used for God in the Old Testament, used for Jesus. In the New Testament. I want you to be a shepherd of my flock. What Peter should have done is what John the Baptist did when Jesus came to be baptized. Remember what John said to Jesus when yeah, he, but he's unworthy. Yeah, to I know. No, you should be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. And that's how Peter should have responded. He should have said, "No, no, Lord, you're the shepherd. I can't be the shepherd. Don't ask me to be the shepherd." But of course, unfortunately, Peter said, "Well, sure. <laughs> that sounds great. We can do that." Uh, and then, of course, Jesus has to humble him. And in the end, Jesus says, "This is what you can do. Yes, you can be a herdsman. That you can do." Um, so, for all of our listeners, please remember that none of you are sent here to save people. You're just totally incapable of being that. You you may be put in spot at times where you have to almost play that role, but I think you need to remind people, no, I'm not your Savior. I cannot solve your problems. I cannot heal you. I cannot deliver you. But I know someone who can. Let me introduce you to that person who can do all these things. So anyway, I just wanted to share that that thought. Uh, we are herdsmen, and, and I hope we're pretty good herdsmen because I think we do a pretty good job of directing people to Jesus Christ. Uh, but no, we are not your shepherd, people. We are not your Savior. There's only one who dares uh, claim that title, and, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, so I'm done with that. Now you want to do hypocrites? What? Well, yeah, what so is this we're, all about? We're, we're, so we're talking about herdsmen and shepherds, all these different yeah. names and titles. Well, let's let's look at the name hypocrite. Okay. All right, so that, that might not be such a fun name. As it's, it's Like you said, herdsmen, compliment, shepherd, yeah. or even oh, spoken of, by, yeah. of Jesus, but hypocrite? hypocrite. Wait a all second. Right. But yet that comes up in the Bible, too. So where are we going? So we are going to go to the Gospel of Mark for this. Okay. Uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. Chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Oh, right at the beginning there. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to see the uh, the Pharisees and some of the scribes come and, and speak to Jesus. So why don't you just, if you don't mind, John, just start reading I, here. I and, would love to do uh, that. Yeah, verses 1 through 5. Let's do that. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him, I'm assuming that's Jesus, right? Now, when the Pharisees gathered to Jesus with yeah. some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. You, you're kidding me. They don't wash their hands after? Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. So, <laughs> well, it is. Don't you tell your kids to wash their hands? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, this all starts with the disciples not washing their hands. That's what precipitates oh, that's this, just it disgusting. seems. I can see why these guys are all upset. 
For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands. So they were listening to their Jewish mothers. holding. Oh, no, I guess not. Holding to the tradition of the elders. So it was their Jewish fathers they were listening to. Jewish elders, yeah. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? All right. Well, good question. Good there. Yeah. You know, I I got a concert when I read this to say wash because I always want to add an R. Wash. wash I know. I know. You I'm and from, I grew up I'm in from, Missouri. I'm, I know. From Missouri yeah. and in St. Louis and parts of St. Louis is even worse. <laughs> South City. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, so if I slip in the wash, just please excuse me. <laughs> but all, all this is taking place. Okay. So, so, um, Let's just kind of set the scene. And, yeah. and Jesus starts to name calling in the next verse. All right. So that's very much. But as you pointed out, so the disciples, they don't wash. And we're not just talking about, you know, washing hands with antibacterial soap no. and, and yeah. water yeah. and get out the hand sanitizer and give it a few pumps. No, that stuff he, doesn't work anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so this is all about. Uh, the ceremonial washing. Yes. And if you if you don't catch that, then there's even like this parathetical statement here about how they wash all sorts of stuff, the cups and the copper vessels and even dining couches. Um, and they do it um, because of their tradition. All right. So this isn't something that's necessarily commanded by God for all people to do. Now, certainly in the Old Testament, there were ceremonial washings right. and, and much of it applied to the priests in particular. Yeah. But these Pharisees, they take what was prescribed for the priests and others and they make it. Everyone's got to do it. And then they even go beyond that, and they add their own laws. And so they're criticizing the disciples for not doing what, what they do. And and the principle is, so you got this stuff God doesn't want you to do, so we'll build a hedge around it. We'll make even more rules, and that way you can't possibly do uh, what God told you not to do, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of this buffer, right? Yeah, so yeah. So you're going We're above just and beyond to, play it safe. to kind yeah. of make sure you do the bare minimum. And, and the Pharisees... Yeah, I don't know. So maybe well-meaning. They kind of develop in that intertestamental period yeah. and trying to ensure that the Jewish people, you know, bad things don't happen to them again. And we got to please God. But what ends up happening is uh, they do things, it seems, to make a show of it, too. Well, see, I was going to say it's interesting. The rules they make up, the extra rules they make up are the things they do. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that you don't do. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting how they picked out the rules for the stuff that they do and you don't do. Exactly. Just like they point out here. So they are sure yeah. to wash their hands and exactly. sure to wash all these other things. And they're sure to point out that the disciples of Jesus aren't quite living up don't. to their they standard. They don't do that. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's the tradition of the elders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting, too. Where where are these guys coming from? Did you I don't know. That? Where are they coming from? So so that very first verse, the scribes and the Pharisees who have come from Jerusalem. Oh, yes. So yeah. they're they're not in Jerusalem now. In Gennesaret, Jesus just healed someone. Okay. Okay, so they're at distance from Jerusalem. All right. And so these guys have come, it seems, all the way from Jerusalem, just to point out that Jesus' disciples... Well, they're not washing they're their not hands. Washing their hands. <laughs> Would not your mother do that for you? Would oh. she not travel to wherever Good you are to make mom. sure your That's hands right. are washed? <laughs> yes. Let me see those She'd hands. come and visit you for vacation. Would she not say... <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I wanted to trip him up in something, and this seems to be the thing that they, they trip so him up So in other words, in. you're trying to say they're trying to trap Jesus? Is that what they're trying yeah, to do? Yeah, they're trying okay. to trap him. And this is— this They're is not really concerned the about trap of the clean day. hands. No, no. Okay. And Jesus, he's about to calm on it. Okay. But just kind of as an aside here, is all this washing or washing yeah. is being talked about here. Remember the Greek word that's used here for that? Baptizo. Yeah, baptizo. Yeah. And I think just sort of 
here's some bonus information that doesn't directly deal with this, but interesting, <laughs> I think. No extra charge. <laughs> no extra charge. That's right. Uh, when we talk about baptism, you know, yes. actual baptism, God's water and word and, you know, the forgiveness of sins, baptism, uh, it's that same word, baptizo. It's just, yeah. That Greek word just simply means to wash. And what's sort of interesting here is when we have those discussions about baptism by immersion, you got to go underwater, dunking, dunking yeah, to yeah. really make sure you're baptized. You got to use a whole lot of water and go under. Well, this is one of the places where we point to and go, well, wait a second here. That's not always what the word baptizo right. to wash means. Sure, your hands you put underwater, these copper vessels you you put underwater that they're talking about. <laughs> but the dining couches, the dining couch, do you put yeah. those underwater? No, I don't Probably think so. not. I think you just apply water to exactly. Them. Yeah. Just apply water, a sprinkling of water on the dining couch. That'll do it. That's clean. So in a similar way, when that same word baptizo is used for actual baptism, baptism. Well, yeah, you know, to, I think it's one of the reasons we emphasize, well, yeah, it's okay just to sprinkle. It doesn't matter. The amount of water doesn't somehow make the baptism more valid or give more power to God's word. No, you, all you need is water and the word. So I'm trying to find a video when we're doing baptism in my confirmation class. I'm trying to find a video uh, of the story of Jesus being baptized. Do you know there's not a single video on YouTube that doesn't have the people go in the water and then they take them and then they lay them down in the water? And I'm thinking there's nothing in the Bible says that that's how they had to do it. Yeah, they could have walked in the water and he could have taken a handful of water and, and poured it on them. There's nothing in the scripture, but it's funny that that image is so powerful that there's not a single video, at least I could find, that does not have Jesus or whoever being dunked. And yet there's nothing in the scripture. That, that demands that. In fact, there are portions of the, the Jordan River where it wouldn't even be deep enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. You basically have to lie down flat just to even get it to cover you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we don't know exactly how Jesus was, no. how the water was applied in his baptism. Yeah. We have these accounts of whole families being baptized. Exactly. We don't know how that was applied. We have uh, Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch and he sees water on the side of the road. How much water was it? We don't know. Yeah. So, the well, Bible that, that, just doesn't the say The household one is what that strikes me because, yeah, if you're in a river, but obviously there's all kinds of baptisms being done and they're not being done in rivers. So what are they going to set up, a swimming pool or something? Yeah. I'm not not likely. No, okay. No. I'm sorry. The point is you can do it either way. You I, do it whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm going off track here and I realize okay. that. But real quick, I just... I was able to do uh, baptize some Nepali refugees. Yeah, yeah. So went through the small catechism with them in English and in Nepali. Um, I, I didn't do the Nepali part. I just did the English part. <laughs> but but at the end of their instruction, uh, to be confirmed, but then also to be baptized, yeah. and then understanding of baptism. And they requested to be immersed, to go underwater. Okay. And uh, not for theological reasons, but but for cultural reasons. The, the the family members that they've had who have been baptized back in Nepal, well, they went underwater. Yeah. So I said, well, well, sure, we can do that. Yeah, because on the other hand, there's nothing wrong with going underwater either. Yeah. Uh, so we... we we had a pool set up. We went underwater. <laughs> I got in, got a little wet, and uh, and that was great. But there is that beautiful picture, I think, of being buried and that old self being buried and drowned, right? And then this new person arising in Christ. Yeah. Cool picture there going underwater. However, like you said, John, it, 
you know, it doesn't matter. It can be sprinkled. Uh, maybe Jesus was even sprinkled in these people in their households. Who knows? Uh, but what's essential is water and God's word. And, and so what, what I think is interesting as Lutherans, if you're a Baptist and they dunked you, that's fine. You've been yes. baptized. There is no Baptist baptism. There's only the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. One faith, one one yep. baptism, one yep. Lord. Book of Ephesians, uh, yep. Uh, but, you know, that's the funny thing. Now, other, uh, no, but for, no, no, your baptism doesn't count. I'm thinking, well, that's not right. <laughs> your baptism counts. Our baptism counts. That's if it's right. in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's just doing what Jesus told us to do. Make disciples of all nations by baptizing them. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Uh, it was a good tangent. Yeah, it I think was. It wasn't a bad tangent. Yeah. Yeah. I think the yeah. bottom line, we have freedoms of Lutherans. That's right. We have freedoms as Christians. You can, put, uh, you can put an elephant in the fridge. You can put a <laughs> giraffe in the fridge. We do not care, but please put them in the fridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> it all goes back to the elephant in the fridge. You thought it was just a stupid joke, but oh, there no, was an analogy in there there's, 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 about there's, the freedom we have as Christians. There you go. All right. Well, let's, where were you let's, at? Let's what were you on. doing? Come we, on. We, we got to go back. We want to talk about hypocrites. So we got to get to the hypocrite part. Because so. I know a whole bunch of hypocrites. I'm just <laughs> eager to get to this. And you're gonna name names yeah, on the rest of the face. That's right. Okay. So uh, let's pick up with verse six. So uh, verses six through uh, about six, seven, and eight. All right. And Jesus said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. Keep reading. Well, we could stop there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Jesus... He calls them hypocrites. Yes, he does. And then he goes on to quote, even to back that up, he quotes Old Testament scripture, yeah. uh, the book of Isaiah. Uh, and he says that when Isaiah was talking here, they were really prophesying about the Pharisees and the scribes in Isn't particular. Isn't that incredible? Isn't he was talking about you. Whoa. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I wonder, you know, what they thought about that. Boy. So we're, we're talking about, okay, Greek word for baptism. What's the Greek word for hypocrite? That's what I was going to ask you. What is the Greek word for hypocrite? It's the Hippocrates? word. Hippocrates? It's the word hypocrite. <laughs> is it? So it is. Gonna, I got it. Cool. Yeah, you got it. So it's, it's, it's a transliteration. So it's, it's what it is in, in Greek is basically just then in English letters what it is in English. But what does it mean? Well, it means, I'm glad you asked, uh, it was first used, uh, you know, even even before the, the time of Christ yeah. as this, uh, in, in Greece, is a theater term. Oh, it is. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm a theater. You I'm are, a thespian. Yes. That's right. Yes. So it's a theater term. Yep. And it was used as this term, a hypocrite was an actor who pretended to be someone else okay. on stage. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign of a good actor. If you can if you can be someone else, a different character when you're on stage, that's something to be applauded, right? L literally, I think they would hold up a mask, wouldn't they? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So if you were sad, you had like a sad mask you put up, and yeah. if you were happy, you had a happy mask you put up. It's being yeah. a good hypocrite. Yeah. 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 So, uh, now... To to be something you're not, that's great when it's a theater. Great when you're on stage. Well, thank you, Matt. Yeah, you do it so well. Uh, but it's not so great when it comes to, to life and when Probably it comes not. to faith, yeah, uh, faith to pretend to be yeah. something you're not. And I, I think there's sort of a connection here, too. The Pharisees, they're playing to the crowd, like you pointed yes. out. They want attention. They want to look a little better than everyone else. And so they're acting as as that hypocrite. Right. They're acting as something they're not. Uh 
that word hypocrite, it's used quite a bit, more than you might think. It's used about 20 times in the Gospels alone. Is that right? And okay. guess who uses the word more than anyone else? Jesus? <laughs> Jesus does. <laughs> He's called people hypocrites every time you look. But it, there's a number of places where Jesus is calling okay. people hypocrites. And it's it's in this kind of context again and again and again, where it's not the not the people you would think are the sinners and not the, the, the unclean, but it's these who think that they are righteous, or at least they act like they're righteous because of following these types of rules, that Jesus Jesus calls them on it. He calls them hypocrites, and here he goes beyond that, even quotes Isaiah to yep, them yep. and says, yeah, Isaiah was talking about you. Well, it's a pretty powerful definition of what a hypocrite is. It's somebody that does the right thing with their lips, but their heart is, is someplace completely else. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. Um and, and that's that's the connection here too. I, I think Jesus he he quotes this very intentionally, like you just pointed out, they honor me with their lips, their hearts are far from me. Uh and I wonder, you know, as they talk about their hands being unclean. Ah, okay. Uh, Jesus is, is pointing out, hey, your hearts are unclean. Mm, your hearts are, mm. are far from me. Yeah, well, I'm thinking and, there's uh, some passage about out of the hearts of men, and then he lists all the things, lust, anger, selfishness, yep, and all that yep, stuff. Yeah. Yep, and we think of, you know, uh, you know Psalm 51, clearing me a clean heart, O God. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so anyway, the, the, the importance of avoiding hypocrisy, uh, clear here. Uh, you know, I think, sadly, the Christian church is accused of being hypocritical sometimes. And, and we are. And and we are. Yeah, that's, and, that's the problem. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, that there was a study done by, by the Barna Group, and they, they surveyed uh, unchurched adults. Yeah. Uh, and what, what's the main reason you don't go to church? And the number two reason was it's it's hypocritical. What was the number one reason? It's it's just lazy. <laughs> the number one reason is the reason that I think it's 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 as old as dirt. Huh? <laughs> um, bad things happen. Really? And and how can a how can a loving God let the, bad that, things was happen? that was the number one reason? Yeah. And the number two number is because two is, of the hypocrisy. It's hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, hey, who in some ways who can blame them? I mean, uh, yeah. you hear what's going on with. You know, just now in Pennsylvania, we find out all oh, these thousands of abuse cases by yeah, priests, and yeah. that's just in one state. Uh, and you know, that's bad enough. But then the the cover up and and shifting of you know priests that's that's perpetrated those heinous acts to a different church, uh, where maybe it happens again. And and, and, and and you know, the thing is, is so we'd like, oh yeah, that's that 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 Roman church. Yeah, we we knew they were a bunch of hypocrites. And then of course, it happens to some pastor in your denomination. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh okay, well maybe it's not about yeah a church. It's about sinful well, that's people. Right. Yeah. So you got a guy like uh you know Bill Hybels. He's the the head of this mega church. You yeah, know, yeah. And uh, kind of a, a rock star. You know, when it comes to kind of evangelical Christians, and here kind of been accused of. Um, inappropriate things. Is that and right? uh, we don't know whether it's true or not for sure, but boy, he stepped down and, you know, kind of taking a back seat. So yeah. you're exactly right. It happens everywhere. It happens in, in the church I serve, right? You know, yeah. uh, with this pastor. Um, yeah, we, we sin, but, but when we sin, the, the key is to not be hypocritical about it. Yeah. Don't hide yeah. it, but, yeah. but instead confess it. Right. And so we have, you know, verses like those familiar words of First John chapter one. Right. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're even the truth we're, is not in. We're us. even. Yeah. yeah we're, we're play acting to ourselves even yeah. and to those around us. The truth is not in us. We're just act. We're hypocrites. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Uh, to forgive our sins, and, and here's that word, cleanse, right? Yeah, they were cleanse back to from the baptism. all unrighteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So not just our hands cleansed, like some ceremonial washing demanded by the Pharisees. No, no, no. Our hearts are cleansed. 
and and made clean. So that's the key. And I think if we're if, as a church, if we want to win back people uh, for Christ, people who maybe feel disenfranchised by the church or look at it with skepticism because it's full of hypocrites, I think that's the key is is repentance. <laughs> that's repentance and to come clean and to confess before God and to those we've wronged that we are sinful and unclean. And yes, uh, we do need forgiveness. And, and, you know, the thing is, too, we can always take a few more hypocrites. <laughs> if you yeah. want to join us, we join can always the club. a few more hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Should we talk about this more? Because it seems like there were, we didn't do all the verses. You want to talk about this more next week? Or? Well, we'll take it as it comes. All right. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what's in the fridge when we open it up. Elephants or giraffes. Uh, uh, God help us all to be repentant. That's, That's what right. what we want to do. Yes. Uh, this has been Wrestling with the Basics.